real estate. So for those of you that are joining on Facebook, I figured out that I didn't have my volume on, but it is on now. So grab your coffee, or maybe you don't want coffee. Maybe it's a Coke, maybe it's water. It's Friday. It's after 12, mostly everywhere in the United States. Yeah, it's new in California too. So grab your coffee and grab your notebook. So here you go. So most of you know, even though I have my, my new real estate agent journal, and someone was nice enough to bring it to the Georgia conference and, and ask me to sign it, or maybe I just signed it. Maybe they didn't ask me, but she was ready. She was ready to take notes, even with me. I, you could see. Um, so, you know, I have a few sections. So whether you're joining me on Facebook or Instagram, <clears throat> this one is probably going to be around page 140. You're running a business, take it seriously. And if I were to hop to this page, yeah, take this business seriously. Yeah, when I my first year, we could I could I'm, I might just have to come back to that. You're running a business, take it seriously. So even if you don't have my journal, and if you're like Carrie, you know I don't write in books, but you, if you're like not invested in the in the agent journey, you could just buy the journal because you like me and you want to support me, and it makes me look good on Amazon. Or you know I have this thing called here. Let me show you. I'm sure you guys care. I have this thing called the Remarkable Tablet. And on my Remarkable tablet, which is restarting because I think it realized that I was on the internet, you know, I got my pen. This is a digital notebook. It's kind of my cool way of taking notes. But, you know, I also have an iPad and I have a phone and I have a computer. Yeah, maybe um, my life is I haven't figured out the best way to write. And I just bought another journal. I'll let you know what I think about this uh, dotted journal. I'll let you know what I think. So, again, grab your notebook. We are talking about. This is around page 140 in the journal. If you want to take notes there because you're running a business, you need to take it seriously. You know the drill. Take a moment. Let me know where you are watching from. Let me know where you're watching from. Click that little paper airplane in the bottom right-hand corner if you're on Instagram. If you are on Facebook, thank you for joining me. I appreciate all of you being here. Um, but either way, we are on another episode of Coffee with Carrie. And this is your guaranteed way of doing the business. I'll just put, it is Friday, the best day of the month. Friday, I won't even say it because some of you are going to be like, oh, don't say it, Carrie. Some of you are superstitious. I am not. So, but I won't stress some of you out. So we got Bloomingdale, Illinois in the room. Some of you, I was just in Addison, Illinois at the economic conference. Some of you went to the Chicago um, economic event. I wish I was at that event. Man. Let's see. How do, let's see if you subscribe to a list. I think I should invite some more people. Any list? How about that? Live, live. Join me live. Texas in the house. To, yeah, invite a friend. I've got all of you. Again, today's topic is a guaranteed way to make a living in real estate. Live on Instagram now. Let's tell everybody a guarantee. It's trying to give me other things. Guaranteed way to make a living in real estate now this it doesn't matter if you're seasoned if you're not seasoned if you're new especially if you're new you need to pay attention because i've got tips for you and we can do q a because i have time i typed this out a few minutes ago yeah join me on instagram now we might as well get some more folks in the room based on the votes all of you said 2 p.m and i and i even said um, if you can't join, you can catch the replay, right? 
I'm, I'm inviting more people to the room. I probably need on my glasses. I'm sure, because I keep missing letters. <laughs> anyway, here we go. Let's get started. Let's have a conversation as I share this with, with my network, for those of you that are over um, in my database. All right, so grab your notebook. Listen, there are so many ways to generate, uh, to build a business in real estate. Would you agree? Yes, no, tell me in the chat. Um, as I send this, go, save, next, let's do this. Send now. Guaranteed ways to make a living in real estate. We are live over here on Facebook. Let me know you are watching. Let me know where you're from. Invite a friend. I might as well invite everybody in my office. Let's invite my sister. Let's invite Mark. Let's, inv let, let's blow up everybody's feeds. Sarah, Sheena, Dominique. We'll invite my kids. Well, I have one kid that's a real estate agent. Hey, Naj, I already know you're here. So I'm not going to blow up your feed, but there we go. So there are so many ways to build a business, right? There are many ways. In real estate, would, let me ask this question. In real estate, we get so overwhelmed with the opportunities that we forget about the one thing, right? When you became a real estate agent, they were like, oh, do this, cold call. When I started in 2001, we didn't have Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Dig Delicious, Stumbled Upon, Musical.ly, now TikTok or Instagram, right? We didn't even have this thing called Ning or MySpace until, you know, 2000s, early 2000s. So I started in 97. So we had to get up, get dressed to get out the door. We had to work. We had to knock on doors. Now, let's, let me ask this question. Have you ever thought about focusing on one thing for the next 12 months to build your business? Again, I said, I pay hope. Said you probably, I probably don't need more coffee, but here we go. Tell me, have you ever thought about focusing on one thing for the next 12 months? One thing. And I'm going to tell you, especially my next generation, if you didn't get to see those three videos I did with my youngest, the 20-year-old, he was like, these kids come to work and they don't want to work. They want instant gratification. And Mark and I like paused. And we were like, say that again. He was like, these kids, we're like, you're a kid. He was like, no, mom, these teenagers come to work and they don't want to work. And they don't want to focus. And so I even just said, the reason why I said focusing on one thing is because if you're, I mean, I know I'm the person that can go from one thing to another. And if I don't have a list, I'm not going to finish. But how do you, how many do you know it's hard to do three things well? Do you think you can vacuum, wash the dishes and uh, walk the dog? It's hard to do that, right? So if I were to ask you this question again, have you ever thought about focusing on one thing for the next 12 months to build your business? If you've been in the business for over five years, right? If you've been in the business over five years, having a few ways to generate leads is probably will work for you. It'll work for you. Because I've now been in the business since 97, licensed since 2001. Now, if you're new to the business, social media, your office, the MLS, the association, and even me, we can overwhelm you with the opportunities out here to generate leads. I'm sure you'll agree. You're like, Carrie, oh my gosh, this is like a lot. Especially when I teach new agent training at my local association, agents are like, oh my gosh, this is a lot. I didn't know I had to pass a really hard exam to now learn how to do the business, right? <clears throat> right. So when I started, uh, yeah, we, we can overwhelm you with the opportunities, right? We will overwhelm you. We will stress you out. We are like, oh, you could do this, 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 and this, and do this, 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 and this. And then someone's like, oh, no, don't do that, do this. And you're like, wait a minute, I'm just trying to just get one lead because I don't want to have to go back to work. And you're like, oh, I'm done. 
So when I started selling real estate, let me tell you this. All I knew was I needed a paycheck. I didn't even know if I was doing things right. I didn't know if I was violating license law and I'm pretty sure I did. I'm sure I violated the code of ethics and thank God today I didn't get any violations. But I will tell you when I started, all I knew was I needed a paycheck. So I called all of my friends. So, but let me tell you my one thing was first time buyers. So I want all of you to think about this for a minute. For those of you that, that just joined, my question was, have you ever thought about focusing on one thing for the next 12 months to build your business? Okay, so I knew in 2001, I could relate my story to the purchasing of a home. So for me, um, I, so I would often um, host home buyer seminars. Now this is free social media and the get, you know, everything seems fast, family, the folks at church or anywhere I went. I became an expert in new construction, FHA loans, how to build, uh, how to buy a home with no money down or no money in the bank. And this was pre-grant programs and asking for closing cost credit. This was pre all of that. How to fix, fix things on your credit and how to save money for a down payment. I became the expert. You name it, I became the expert in this niche and it worked for me. First time home buyers. To the point where now I started selling re real estate in, I call, we call it the dry city in Wheaton, Illinois. Like I'm going to call it like the Bible Belt, but not the Bible Belt. This is where we have Wheaton College, Billy Graham, and folks had money. I was the agent in the office that the broker at the time would give me the hard stuff. Guess who took it and didn't complain? Because here, this is what I knew. The people outside didn't look like me. And I was like, I needed a deal. So give it to me. I'll take it. I didn't care who you were. I was closing the deal. So for me, it was first time home buyers. And when I say I became the expert in FHA, I knew more about FHA than anybody in the office because none of these people really wanted to deal with FHA because they thought it was a bad word. They thought people were broke and poor. My first property was FHA. And let me tell you, I still own the property. $500 a month is the mortgage. And I still have an FHA loan because I had lived there so long that when we moved, Mark bought the house. So I still have my property and it is an FHA loan and I'm good with paying MIP. If you don't know the difference between MIP and PMI, you need to come see somebody in class because MIP typically doesn't go away unless you refinance. I'm not an expert as a, as a lender, but I still pay mortgage insurance premium. Who cares? It's 500 bucks a month. Right. So here we go. I'm going to say this quote. I need all of it. I'm going to say it more than once so you get it. Thank you. I, I've combed my hair twice today because I went to an event, then I was interviewed. So thank you. Thank you, Kitty. Here we go. For those of you on Facebook, you're not seeing the feed. She said my hair is on point. Right. Here we go. I want you to write this down. If for 10 years, here we go. This is a quote. If for 10 years you didn't avoid doing what you knew you needed to do, what would you be like? Dr. Jordan Peterson. Let me say it again. If for 10 years you didn't avoid doing what you knew you needed to do, what would you be like? Some of you would not have a job, a real job. Some of you would be able to do real estate very well. Some of you might be wealthy. Hmm. We only get 24 hours in a day. Everything we do is a choice. What do you do with the 24 hours in a day that you get? Don't say you don't have time. 
You have to take the time to get things done. So let me say that quote to you again. <laughs> I'm sorry, Facebook. You guys got to see the commentary. Hop over to Instagram, Carrie Joe Little. If for 10 years you didn't avoid doing what you doing what you knew you needed to do, what would you be like? You only get 24 hours in a day. So let me tell you, are you watching TV? Are you putting what do you what are you all over the place that you can't that you can't get it done? If because you know I always say this, if I could if you put in the work for the next year on the one thing, because the guaranteed way to make a living in real estate is I need you to start with one. This is a guaranteed way. This, the, the other part of this guaranteed way is you have to put in the work. You have to put in the work. And I know someone wants to give me an amen. If, you know, The hardest part in this is you get up and you get dressed every day without a paycheck. You have to earn the paycheck. And remember I said, my son who said, these kids don't want to work. And then he said, he's like, I have the most entertaining job in the grocery store. I get to shop for everyone. It doesn't get better than this at the grocery store. How come you have to go to the bathroom five times in a four hour shift? When it gets busy, I need you to go shop for groceries so these people can pick them up. And he's training them. And he said, this is why. See, he first of all, he said that the, that the parents messed y'all up. Parents, we, we messed our kids up because we gave them everything. But then he said, he said, mom, being an entrepreneur is hard. He said, it's what people don't see that makes when you do become a real estate agent, you are an entrepreneur. It is not a job. It is a career and you have to put in the work. So the guaranteed way of making a living in real estate is you have to plan out your day and you have to put in the work and you have to be the person that works 80 hours a week instead of 40 because you want to quit that, that regular job. And, and so I don't get out, got, get off on this tangent. Let me say it again. If for 10 years you didn't avoid doing what you knew you needed to do, what would you be like? I'm 51 in 10 years, I'll be 61. So what would that be like for me? Maybe I'm really just coaching all of you. We only get 24 hours in a day. Everything we do is a choice. What do you do with your 24 hours? Some of you need to go read some people's stories that come here from other countries. I was listening to um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and he was like, when he came here, he was like, no excuse. He used as many minutes of the day as he could to learn English, to work out, to go to acting school. He worked outside with his hands because he knew he wanted to make it, how bad he wanted. What does this look like for you? What is the one thing you can do consistently to build a business? It's this simple. And I'm going to ask you in a minute, what's that one thing? If you don't want to put in the work, okay, I, I'm... I'm going to I'm going to go on my soapbox and in the feed I want you to tell me what's the one thing you could do. What is the one thing you can do? I want you to type that in the feed and then I'm going to here we go. I'm going to I'm going to preach to you. And some of you are either going to be mad at me or some of you are going to actually put in the work. Cuz I'm asking you, tell me in the feed what is the one thing you can do over the next 12 months to be successful in real estate. So here we go. So what does this look like for you? What is the one thing you can do consistently to build a business? It's this simple. And then I said, if for 10 years you didn't avoid doing what you knew you needed to do, what would it look like? Dr. Jordan Peterson. If you don't want to put in the work, then get a job or keep working that job. If you want to own your own time, then you have to put in the work. 
if you have a full-time job and you want to make real estate a full-time career, you have to show up when we have class. Let me tell you, I love it. Tell me in the feed, cold call, mailing labels, property management. I'm going to say this to all of you again. It doesn't matter who you work for. It matters. You matter. Are you going to show up? Are you going to show up to do the work? I see it, see it, mailing letters, making phone calls and scheduling appointments and converting consistent outreach. I'm gonna say this to you again. If you want to own your own time, then you've got to put in the work. It doesn't matter who you work for. It, it doesn't matter who you work for. And what I mean by that is, is you can work for a big box, a boutique, you can work for yourself. You can say, one day I wanna own my own brokerage you still have to put in the work. So that means you have to show up to training. You have to show up to office hours. You have to show up to your local association, especially if you don't have the money, show up to the free events. You have to show up to the agent journey calls. And if you're not in the agent journey or if you are in the agent journey and then you're like, Carrie, I can't come at that time, watch the replay, take notes. Listen, bathroom time. I should probably even be saying this, but half of you spend time. When are you idle? Are you on a plane? Where, where do you have time to just learn? When, when, I know you guys are all watching, catching up on the replays for power or something, something out there. Mm. Some of you need to make a decision to not, some of you need to turn your phone over and not do social media because you know you're addicted to social media and you're like, oh, I want to be like her or him. And you're like, oh, how do I get there? What you don't know is go look at when they started. You don't know what they did in the middle. It doesn't matter who you work for. You have to show up to learn, and then you have to commit to doing the work. If you, again, I cannot make you do this. If you have a full-time job and you want to make real estate a full-time career, you have to show up. Again, I can't make you do it. I can email you. I can text you. I can call you, have an event, create the marketing, but I cannot make you mail the marketing. I can't make you do the work. And for most of us, it's because we don't see the instant gratification. Some of you are like, who cares? Let me just get off and go to work. And some of you might need to just do that. I see it, consistent work. So for those of you that are just joining, what do you need to do? What's the one thing you can do to make sure, what is the one thing you ever, you could do? So have you ever thought about focusing on one thing for the next 12 months? That was the question. And then the quote was, if for 10 years you didn't avoid what you knew you needed to do, what would you be like? So real estate is really the long haul. Now, do I believe it's easier for some? Yes, I do believe that some people have bigger networks. I do believe that some of you have the gift of gab. Some of you are just nice. Some of you need to learn how to be nice. Some of you need to learn how to have conversations. Some of you need to go outside. Some of you need to figure out what works for you and what you love doing. Um, there is always a reason why this doesn't work for you or why it will work. For me, it was that I did not, let me tell you, the reason why real estate worked for me is because I didn't want to have to go back and work for someone else. I wanted my own time. I wanted to be available for the kids. And some of you are like, well, Carrie, how can I be available for the kids? You don't have to do what someone that's single with no kids is doing. Give yourself grace. If you know, and I, and, and I don't know, I hope the person is here today, I had someone in my DM saying, Carrie, I've been in the business now a year or two, a year, and they did um, 2 million in volume for deals. So, you know, that was like four or 500,000 transactions. 
And I didn't know about all these things. It's because we just want real estate to work, but we don't want to come to class. We don't want to put in the work. So again, for me, is I didn't want to go back to work. So I did whatever I had to do to make sure people called me. Um, the other thing is, is I actually like this thing called real estate. Some of you are in it because we made it look good on social media. So, and the other cool thing is, is I love seeing anyone that wants to buy a home. So I'm, I'm waiting for my kids listening today, right? Listen, and, and, and let me, again, let me give, give yourself grace. We see these top producers out here really being successful and we want to do what they do. You can't. You know, nothing happens overnight. It happens over time with consistency and putting in the work and following up and closing. You have to learn those skills. And I even opened up my um, conversion um, list that I've taught you before, and I'm going to kind of talk about it a little bit. So I asked you before, what is the one thing you can do to, to be consistent for a year? So I'm going to give you some tips. And we're going to talk about buyers first. And some of you have heard me say this, renters to buyers. Um, and I had someone again in my DM saying, Kit, what do you mean renters to buyers? And here's what's cool is I actually had um, a, a call with an agent and we were talking about renters to buyers. And I'm like, share your screen. I don't know your MLS, but I'm convinced I can be an expert in anybody's MLS. Give me 10 minutes. And I don't mean an expert, but I'll figure out what I can do in my MLS and your MLS. And that is exactly what we did. We went and looked for the renters to buyers and it was off market and we found them. We found them in, in Atlanta with Ebony. I found them in Illinois. I found them in Florida. I recently found them in Arizona. Renters to buyers can be the key to success. It can be done. And if you simply just come to class and if you're like, I, you know, I didn't even know I could do this. I'm going to, let me give you the steps. Number one, you need to go and look for your leased properties, off-market properties in your multiple listing service. And then you need to look for people that need to make a decision to move, rent, or buy in the next 90 days through today. So for me, that would be April 13th, 2022 through January 13th, 2023. So if I know I want to look for properties in, I'm going to make this up. Here we go. Rented properties in, let's pick a city, Romeoville. If you're in my market, this is for you. And then I look at April. And then why did I say April uh, 13th of 2022 is because I know that anyone that rented something out prior to that has already given notice to move, right? And then if I put in today's date, right now in Romeoville, there are 40 properties. If I put in Bolingbrook, right now, there are 59. If I put in Joliet, right now, there are a lot, 124. If I change this to uh, Naperville, right now there are 556 potential buyers. First of all, some of you, remember I said one thing. At the beginning I said, um, have you ever thought about focusing on one thing for the next 12 months? Now, some of you, again, two, three, four things is fine. But if I could convince you to pick one thing and remain consistent, my postcards for the sellers and the expireds already went out, I think. Already went out. I just kept a copy. The one for taxes, the postcards just came. Those are going out by Monday. 
So for me, it is, I still, I market to the neighborhood I live in, in the subdivision where I bought my first property. I've been selling real estate now since 2001 for it. So more than one thing works, but if it's going to be, you're only going to focus on buyers, eventually those buyers turn into sellers. So renters to buyers, I pulled Naperville 556. Those could be tenants that rent again, low hanging fruit. Hey, Renee. All right. Hey, Derenika. So move up buyers. Move up buyers are, the, are buyers and sellers. So that could be one thing. Creating a private Facebook group. That could be one thing. And then you just host a seminar. Uh, host, uh, you know, you could cold call. You could door knock. But what is the one thing you could do? My favorite is renters to buyers. What about sellers? What is the one thing you could do? If I were to come to, um, let me use my MLS. Um, I'm going to let's go let's go with something all of you should have access to if you are not a member of NAR you probably don't have RPR but I'm going to go to RPR and I'm going to look up expires some of you are just in class with me there is no inbox in real estate when is when do properties expire and when are there more canceled properties tell me tell me tell me tell me oh and I had the question in my DM Carrie what's the bottom of the market the bottom of the market is when prices were pretty low. And if I were to go back in my MLS or the data is between 2012 and 2013. And then if I were to look at the city I live in, the bottom of the market is, is like really just 2011, all of 2011. So I see it. I like that, Rhonda. I have a Facebook group called Kiss Your Landlord Goodbye. Let me tell you, I would go in and I would talk about, um, I would tell them my story about how, so for those of you that are listening, my story is, is I went to a listing appointment where I was going to put a property back on the market to get it rented out again because the homeowner, the tenant was moving out. The tenant, when I got there, said, you know, I lived here 30 years and I paid off his mortgage. I was like, wow, would you like me to help you find another rental? Would you like me to help you buy? <laughs> like at this point, I felt sorry for him, but at this point you had paid off their mortgage. This is the story we need to tell for those of you that are, are here to educate. And boy, I'm gonna come talk to you about Instagram again. Probably, I gotta figure out next Friday because I have to be in FPC training. So yeah, so no, so again, and I'm, I'm opening up other products, I'm going to go look for expireds in my market. Let me see. Can I pull DuPage County? Uh, yes, I can. So DuPage County. And, and I saw all of you. So we know that most properties expire in um, like January 1st. So I'm going to come here and I'm going to look for sale, but canceled and expired. Let's just do expireds. And I'm going to go with, I said, the bottom of the market in the city I live in. No, I'm doing DuPage. We'll just go with January. Now, let me see if I can, it'll let me write. So January 1st, 2011 through December 31st. I'm in RPR, by the way. Uh, 2011, apply. Update. There are 2,000, there are too many, 2,850 properties that were never relisted. Now there's always no, by the way, could have been sold to a neighbor, could have been given to a family member, but these properties were never relisted for sale. Could have been rented out, but these properties were never relisted. And this is DuPage County. I wonder what happens if I put in Will County. 
search. There are 2,525 properties that were never relisted. Most properties that, again, expire, expire around when kids go back to school. Um, we, I'm strategic. I like properties to expire during on a holiday because none of us work. And people cancel, properties cancel, um, number one, because, you know, something bad could happen or maybe there's an incident where they just can't sell or properties will often cancel um, during the fall if they haven't sold. We should have talked. My friend, mortgage girl, we should have talked. By the way, anyone, you know, if you have a lender, remember at the beginning, I told you my niche was first time home buyers. I became an F expert at FHA. I promise you, I could be a, um, a loan officer. That's not what I do. But I became an expert so I could explain the value of FHA and that it wasn't a bad word. Interview a loan officer. That's another good tip. So again, for those of you that are just joining, I asked you all the question. One thing, have you ever thought about focusing on one thing for the next 12 months to build your business? One thing, one thing. So we are on sellers. So expires, cancels, people that have no mortgage using predictive analytics. How about when you look for the renters to buyers because I chose Naperville and I took that same list of 556 and I exported them and I also mailed to the seller. That's two things, but it's the same list that you're mailing to Every single month, we mail to the home address and we mail to the landlord. Just one thing, if I could convince all of you to be consistent. Remember, I can, I said this earlier, I can't, I can't make you show up. I can email you, I can text you, I can call you, I can have an event to get you to show up to learn, I can create the marketing, I can motivate you, rah, 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 but I can't make you do the work. If for 10 years you didn't avoid what you knew you needed to do, what would you look like in 10 years? Right. I just need you to show up. And then you have to figure out your marketing. You need to have a way to capture leads, follow up, and convert the deal. Some of your, your niche might be that you want to be the investor, have at it, come see me in a class, I'll show you where the deals are. Or you might even say commercial. Commercial is the long haul. It might take you a little bit longer. And if you do have questions, throw them in the Q&A. The one thing I have to work on in 22, that's the one thing you have to work on is the one thing. I love it, Rhonda. Okay, so this is what I did for all of you because I knew that um, some of you were gonna need some strategy. And this is, so even when I taught in Georgia and boy, if you didn't, I'm gonna post these videos. It was get in where you could fit in per Oliver Adams. He was like, Carrie, folks are sitting on the floor. Um, we'll say it was me, but I think it was continuing ed credit. Um, and there was one class that I talked about was, you know, uh, there is no inbox in real estate that you have to generate the leads. And I had someone come up to me, Carrie, I get that I have to generate leads, but what do I do when someone calls? What do I do when someone calls? So here we go. Get your notebook out. We are around page 140 on my journal. So flip over to the next available page and take notes on a new page. You ready? We're gonna do, I'm going to give you the conversion for sellers. You ready? Here we go. Rhonda, that was you. I, was I wondered, I need to tag you. I was like, ooh, I need to tag someone. So Rhonda, I'm gonna go back and, and tag you. So, so Rhonda was kind enough to let me sign her book. <laughs> so number one, here we go. Conversion. The seller calls you. The seller calls you, ring, ring or they send you a text. And by the way, I had someone call and I didn't answer. And I was like, thank you for calling. 
Um, I'm with a client right now. Can I call you back? And the person said, yes, I want to sell my house. I was like, absolutely. I'll call you in two hours. I call faster than that, but I call. So number one, seller calls. The first thing you need to do when the seller calls. Oh, Moses is killing me. I got to think about what I have over there. So the seller calls and you need old school. Man, I should have printed half this stuff out. I got my, I rearranged my office. You need old school sheet of paper to do discovery. Seller calls. This is your number one. The seller calls. Either you need to schedule time to talk or you need to be prepared to take notes. And, they, and you're going to ask them all of the uh, appropriate questions. If you don't know what to ask, you need to be in my membership, uh, but I'm going to give you some tips. So if I were looking for the sell, it's like a seller consultation, because this is usually where... Um, People get stuck. Let me see. Do I have that? Do I have it easy? Seller calls. There I go. I got it. So the, I'm going to go with the basics. We're still on number one. Seller calls. You need to get their address. You need to write down the date. You need to find out if there are two owners. You need to get their contact information. The best time to come talk to them. Ask them all about their house. This is all in my list. Bedrooms, bathrooms. Um, why are they selling? You really want to know why people are selling because that's going to be your motivation when you need to get their price changed. Um, are they planning on purchasing? Are they moving to another state? Do they have a mortgage? You probably know if they have a mortgage, which you still should ask. Um, what is the estimated payoff? If they know, are you... can't see. I should put my glasses on. Let's see. Are you also... Uh, again, I said purchasing a home. If you're moving out of state, can I refer you to another agent? Why not get paid twice? Um, when can I preview your home and then schedule it? You've got to schedule it. So really your number one is you need to have a conversation with the, schedule, with the seller and schedule the appointment to see the home. Schedule it. Do not get off the phone without scheduling the appointment, right? Then, um, so, so number one, seller calls, you get all the information. Number two, schedule the appointment to preview the home in person or virtually. Number three, before you go, I'm... Um, uh, getting the old listing sheet if I can find it. If not, I'm getting the property history from my tax system, whatever tax system that is. That's your number three. So number one, you need to seller consultation, fill out the form. Number two, schedule an appointment to preview the home. Number three, before you go, find the old information about the house. If you can find it, you don't need it if you can't find it. And that could be as simple as printing the old listing sheet, getting the information from your tax system, Remind, Realist, RPR, CRS, some other system that I heard about recently, go to your tax system. You might even, um, uh, number, number. so yeah, I should say before you go, get the tax system, number four, print the old listing sheet. And, and then number four, also I would say, go to the assessor site. Number five, create a quick market analysis on the property. You don't need a full one. You just need to know the basics. Number six, I'm using data. I need to know what's happening in the market. Am I in a seller's market, buyer's market, or a um, stable market? How many days does it take to get to listing to contract, shows to contract, and inventory? How, how, what's the market time? Then in my MLS, and I saw it in a different MLS yesterday, reverse prospecting. I am Now in Florida, it was a little bit different. I am probably not starting a draft in Florida. It just was different. When I took a class, I'm like, I'm still not sure. I got to ask questions. But in my MLS, if you have Connect MLS, I can start a, uh, in the draft and I can do a reverse prospect in 24 hours and I can tell you how many potential buyers there are looking for a property like that, already working with an agent. That's your number seven. 
Number eight, in my market, I am emailing all of the appropriate documentation that they need to comply with license law. So in some of your states, that is the lead paint brochure. And for me, it's also agency. So in Illinois, it is the consumer's guide to agency and it is the radon brochure and the lead-based paint brochure. Number nine, depending on the client, um, let me see, let me see, let me see. I'm gonna go with number 10, preview the home. And we're gonna go back to number nine. Then I'm gonna say, then I'm going to schedule a virtual conversation or consultation with the client or I'm going back to the house with the full market analysis. Number 11, I am creating a form with the most recent updates from the past five to 10 years. And then um, after my steps, really after my steps nine and 10, after I preview the home and I had a consultation, um, I am I'm going to say to you at the property, I'm going to email everything we need to get the property on the market, but I'm also going to email you a time so we can have a conversation about the best price for your home. And then I'm going to make sure that their name, email, and everyone that is on title is going to sign my documentation. Notice I'm converting as we go. Then um, number 12, even while I'm previewing the home, I'm creating a list of things that the seller loves about their home, and I'm creating a list of things that they've updated in the home. There you go. And then my number 13 would be is I'm emailing you all of the documentation to get the property on the market. And, and my number 14 is I'm scheduling the photos. I've done everything I needed to do to get you to pull the trigger. Yes. And if I get to the house, some of you are going to get this. This is for you. If I get to the house and I'm dressed in my cute dress and you still give me the look like, oh, I didn't expect you. I'm going to say, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to preview your home. Can we get started? Here's my card. I'm getting it. I'm the best thing you've got. You've got to work with me. I mean, these, these are the basics. Number one, you got to do the discovery. Number two, schedule the appointment. Number three, before you go, go, go do the research on the property, print the, um, look, print the tax records. Number four, print the old listing sheet if you can find it and also go to the assessor site to get details. Number five, create a quick market analysis. Number six, look at the data for the area. Number seven, if you're in my market, I'm, pre I'm starting the draft so I can do reverse prospecting. I think you can do it in Arizona. Number eight, I'm sending you the appropriate documentation before I get there. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to preview your home. Um, as promised in the conversation, this is the Consumer's Guide to Agency. This is the lead-based paint brochure, radon brochure, and maybe even the Illinois Disclosure uh, brochure. Then number nine, uh, number, I'm going to, I'm going to say it like this. Number nine, uh, when you get to the home and you preview the home, I'm going with, in my market, the listing input sheet so I can ask a bunch of questions. And I'm also going with a form to ask the questions on what they've updated. And I want you to tell me everything you love about the home. That becomes my remarks. Number 10, after I preview the home and why, even number 10, after I preview the home, I, I'm going to say, thank you so much. I'm going to email you a list of things I need you to update. And I'm going to also ask you, I'm going to send you all of the documentation that you need to get the property on the market. And then I'm also going to have a consultation with you so we can pick the best price for your house. Number 11, I also said create a form of the most recent updates, right? And then number 12, create a list of things that the seller loves about their home. 
And then uh, number 13, I'm scheduling the uh, photos and, and I'm going to, and, and so I schedule the photos. I might even bring them a copy of the draft listing sheet so they can see it. And then number 14 is you got to make sure you, you know when you're getting the property on the market. If you do this, you can convert. You can convert. The hardest part of, of real estate is you got to show up. You got to show up if you want to get it done. You got to show up to learn. I gave you all of the steps. I gave you all of the steps. I wonder if, let me go see. Uh, for those of you that are watching on Facebook, for those of you that are watching here, let me go see if I have these steps and I can make them available to you here. I will put them in my... If you are in the membership, I will also add, I think I already have the steps there, but I'll just make sure they're there. Let's see. It might take me a moment, but this is what I'm going to do for all of you. Because this is not, I have to build out the landing page. I will build a landing, I'll make it in Google, so it'll take me 20 minutes. I will build a landing page and it'll email you these steps. How about that? and it will be in my bio. If you are in the membership, I will e-blast it to all of you. And some of you are gonna not know what I just sent, but I will say, if you watch me live today, I promised I would send this. So you'll get that today. If you wanna be in the membership, the link is in my bio. And I think I extended the Black Friday coupon once again, because someone asked me to. Carrie, when you mentioned a draft listing, so sold by Shelly, when you mentioned a draft listing sheet, do you mean a blank sheet, uh, a blank listing contract? No, this is what I mean. Um, I mean, in most of our MLSs, before you publish the listing or make it live, you can print out what the listing sheet would look like so you can show it to the seller and say, does, does this look good? Is there anything I'm missing? And a lot of times as agents, we don't show them the listing sheet because we're afraid that they're not gonna like something. They're not gonna like something. They're gonna tell you to fix the grammar. They're gonna tell you, oh, you forgot this. So I mean the actual listing sheet that you might take with you on a showing appointment, that listing sheet. Even if the property is already published because maybe that's how you need to get it. If you said, oh, we're going on the market on Friday, you publish the listing, email it to the seller and, and say, is there anything I need to update? And most of, I am pretty sure every multiple listing service has a listing input sheet. Meaning, oh, this is so killing me that I don't have my, my documents right here. Let me see if it's over here. Hold on. Hold that thought. I'm going to get up. Let's see if it's here. Of course it is. I just didn't know it was here. I'm going to show you what it looks like. So this is what a, in my market, a listing input sheet, it looks like. This is the document we use when we go meet with a seller. Tip of the day, I don't care what MLS you're a member of, try to get most of this information filled out before you go. Don't hand it to the seller to fill out. They won't know what they're filling out. Get a red pen or a blue pen and a yellow highlighter. Fill out everything you can from your tax system and the old MLS sheet and highlight the things you're questioning or, questioning or you didn't know. And then of course the listing sheet of which I'm sure I don't have on here because this was new construction from when Mark <clears throat> went out. Um, what I also do is, again, I, if you're in the membership, you have the uh, discovery and the download. As I have a sheet of paper that I can leave with the seller so they can tell me what they love about their home because that will help me with the remarks. And then I also have a sheet for how old is the furnace, how old is the roof, how old is the dishwasher, the washing machine, the dryer, the hot water tank, um, the windows, 
all of the, the, the items that make the house functional. Um, cosmetics don't matter. It's the house needs to work. You need to be able to live in the home. So there you go. So I hope that helps. You like that? So even if you're watching the replay, I'm going to tell you the link will be in my link tree and I'll make it like the fourth one down because I think at the top I had my schedule. If you're in Illinois, come see me in class. If you're in the agent journey, join me tomorrow on the coaching call because the coaching call is tomorrow. If you have any questions, what I'd love for you to do is put them in that question mark in the bottom right-hand corner. And let's see, let's see what we got. How were you able to see that the property expired and never relisted? I've been looking, um, but it's taking me a lot of time to do this research. Okay, so Renee, I'm telling you what I know based on being an instructor in our market or as an agent that, or a trainer for our multiple listing service. I am looking in Remind, Realist, or RPR <clears throat> because our MLS talks to our tax system based on the property address and the last status. So if the last status, because I pulled RPR and I pulled Will County, so if, so I'm going to, let me pull a city. Let me go to, um, let me think, let me think, let me go to, I'll go to Plainfield. So Plainfield, Illinois. And right now there are 308 properties um, in 2011. So to 2011 through January 1st, 2011 through December 1st, 31st, 2011, 308 properties that haven't been relisted. Why? Because that is the last status from our MLS. If it was relisted, it wouldn't be in this list. Now, remember the old, by the way, is could it have been rented out? Yes. Could it have sold by owner? Yes. Um, so I'm not going to mail to you from a 2011 uh, listing and say, hey, your house expired, call me. No, this is going to be a soft sell. So that's how I'm able to do this. Um, if you are working in the MLS, so right now in my MLS, if I go to my dashboard, because I can see the expires from my market in real time, well, midnight. I have six expires, but what had, what expired yesterday, I am coming here and here, let me look at this one. This property is in Aurora and it expired at midnight. The next thing I'm doing is I look to see if it's an, an listing in my, my office, no. The next thing I do is I look at the listing and property history and this property is still expired. So it's fair game. If you're doing this every day, you're grabbing your note cards, and you're sending out the handwritten note card and you're mailing these, I'm double checking to make sure it wasn't relisted. So I hope that helps. Let's see. Is there another question? How would you reconnect with previous clients if you haven't talked to them in years? Erica, great question. This happened to me in 2007. Um, I'm the kid that got to take care of grandma because my mom's in DC, my uncle's in Algonquin, and I'm the closest. So I was the one that had got to take my grandma for a couple of years to dialysis. And I'm not saying that my family didn't care. They, I'm a realtor and they just think that I have time, but I would have done it anyway. So there were a few years where I just stopped really working because I was taking care of grandma. So what I would do is I would sell the, send the forgiveness letter. Hey, I know it's been a while and you haven't seen me, um, first things first, happy new year. And here is a market update for your community. I just want to remind you that I am here, that I'm in the business of real estate. And if you have any questions, I'd love to be a resource. 
Own it. Own it. Erica, own it. Joanna, you're my hero. Sent out 50 handwritten notes to expired. Thanks for the motivation. You're welcome. And keep coming back to tell me what you've done. You know, yesterday when I had the call, and I'm, I'm afraid to say this, somehow I had a link out there to schedule me for a coaching call. And I'm like, how did this, what did I, where is this at? We still can, I don't even know where she clicked. Maybe she's strategic so she can book me again. And she booked the call and she was like, Carrie, I just want you to know, because of you, I've listed $2 million houses. So Joanna, it's those testimonies. I, I swear I need a photo, right? It's those testimonies that make me do what I do worth it. Even if you're an agent in my office, and I get it, like some of us are dual career, some of us are full-time. You know, a lot of times when people have access, it gets easier to kind of, oh, I'll just reach out to Carrie whenever. I'm going to tell you, I, if, if I could just get you to do the work, I'm telling you, you can do this business. The hardest part is patience. I mean, the hardest part is work and patience. Sent out 50 postcards to a neighborhood Friday, fingers crossed. And if nothing happens, do it again. You've got to be consistent. It's the, it's the, remember, if for 10 years you didn't avoid doing what you knew you needed to do. There are agents that do hundreds of transactions a year in real estate, but it didn't happen overnight. Looking to, uh, looking to door knocking and hanging them on the, uh, with my packets on the expires around my area. Thoughts? Go for it. I, let me tell you, I would go to Uline.com, U-L-I-N-E, or Amazon, because Amazon buys them from Uline, or they get them from Uline. My recommendation is put them in the doorknob bag, take them out. There is a, there is a mortgage lender that trains agents how to go after expires, and his recommendation is you go bring something to the property, knock on the door. If they don't answer, leave it on the doorstep. I am, you know, I am all for saving money, especially with new agents. If you're going to go to 20 properties today that are expired, make sure you, they're not relisted. Put a nice doorknob bag together. And, you know, you might even make it, you know, put a big lifesaver in there and say, hey, I'm your lifesaver. I know your house didn't sell. Let's just have a conversation about maybe the ways we could do this better. And put in some data. Because you know that when they list with you, you got to get that price drop. There is something that the, uh, there's a reason why the house didn't sell. And right now, all of you, because I had a, someone send me a text on should I be posting this data every single week? I'm all for posting data, but I'd rather you do videos to explain it. Make the post on data today. Then next week, go explain the data in a reel. People are, I'm, I, I cannot express this more. When people can see your authentic you on social media, they're more likely to hire you. If you don't want to be seen, let me give you a tip. You could literally make a post of, um, you could take your phone and videotape your computer. You could record your screen and, and just record your screen. You can record the audio while recording, or you can go back and just say, hey, here's a market update. You could do green screen. Do something so people can hear you so that, and they're more likely to hire you. How many days to wait if they haven't, uh, let's see. Hold on, let me go see. How many days do you wait to see if they relist before you send notes? Send it right away, don't wait. Because the longer you wait, you're not gonna get in their mailbox. Because here, let me, let me give you the strategy. And I need, I'm gonna put on my managing broker hat and my instructor hat. You still need to comply with license law and the code of ethics. So that's why, so here, 
you will always want to put, if your home is currently listed, please do not consider this solicitation. I'm here, house isn't relisted. But it doesn't mean that this listing agent or another agent doesn't have it in a draft and it's going to go live on Monday. It could. So my recommendation is always put the disclaimer, if your home is currently listed, please do not consider this solicitation and get it in the mail. The other thing you know is, is you got it in the mail and maybe once it expires again, you're going to be the phone call. Because once it's listed, you have to stop marketing. So get it in the mail now. And you might want to track that you put it in the mail. There you go. Any other questions? Talk to me. A guaranteed, remember I said at the beginning, there are so many ways to build the business. And in real estate, we get overwhelmed with the opportunities and all this stuff, right? There's so much. Um, so just one thing. Have you ever thought about focusing on one thing for the next 12 months? I started selling real estate 20 years ago. So maybe I was 31. I'm 51 and I'm still in the business. You can do this business. What's in my head now didn't get here overnight. I'm a reader. I was even, um, when I was getting ready to go to the economic event, I was listening to, I was learning something on my way. I was listening to a book. I'm always in the mode of, I have to learn something new. How do you market your listing to get more exposure and leads? Here we go to the GR group. How do you market your listings to get more exposure and leads? I'm, I'm going to give you the strategy and I don't even need to see it. Let's pretend that you did a coming soon. So you put it in the coming soon. It's coming soon. First mailer coming soon. Second mailer, um, new to the market. In the neighborhood, the property is in. Then it goes under contract. You had multiple offers. Send a mailer that says, this is the third mailer, sold, oh, no, I sold, already under contract. And we had multiple offers. If you're thinking about selling, there are buyers looking for your home. Let's get your home on the market. So it could simply be coming soon, first mailer. Second mailer is new to the market. The third mailer is under contract. The fourth mailer is once it closes, sold. I'm the listing agent, sold. The, I mean, and it could be, the fifth mailer could be welcome the new neighbor to the, to the area. Someone will eventually call you and I'm going to give you this story. There was a real estate agent I worked with and she told me, Carrie, my neighbor said they were going to list with me. And she said, um, they said, when we put the house on the market, we know you're an agent, we're going to list. Guess what happened? They listed with someone else. And she said, why didn't you list with me? And the wife said, well, my husband wanted to go with the real estate agent that had been marketing to the area because they deemed to be more professional. Listings still come from the mailbox. And I know we see all of this stuff on social media. Build your business on social media. If you have 100 um, followers, can you build a business? Yes. You are more likely to generate a lead from a millennial looking to buy because the median age of a first-time home buyer is around 32 or 33. The average age of a real estate agent is 54 and female. And the average age of someone, the, the generation that's listing is Gen X, baby boomers, and the silent generation we don't all trust you on social media yet. In 10 years, there'll be a shift. So yeah, I hope that, so you are more, the, my point is you have to mail. If you don't have the ability to mail, I need you to put some of your money away so you can mail. 
listings still come from the mailbox, but I need you to, here's the marketing piece. You must have a way to capture leads. So cloud CMA, a Google form, your landing pages at your company, your CRM might have a landing page. You must have a way to capture leads because if you don't, People are not likely to call you today. They will text you, they will email you, and they might fill out a landing page so you can capture the information. So you must digital with social. And for those of you that are doing video like this, even if it's a 90 second video or a 60 second video, if you were in class with me, social media strategy, the power of storytelling, I told you, you have to come here to create video. If you create 60 second videos, you can download them. You can upload them to YouTube shorts and over on TikTok. You need to become the source of the source. It doesn't happen overnight. It is those that, that it's the stuff in the middle. If I could, Christmas is coming again, whether you put in the work or not. So have you thought about focusing on one thing for the next 12 months? And then I said, if for the next, if for 10 years, you didn't avoid doing what you knew you needed to do, what would you be like? And that's Dr. Jordan Peterson. Let's see, I think I might have another question. Where did you find that disclaimer in writing? Oh, I found, first of all, when I started selling real estate in 2001, I worked for a big box brokerage, shout out to Barry Warner. Um, and all of that, I was trained. And it is, if you work with a company that, that, set, that gives you marketing for real estate, it's on everything. So let me tell you what it is. If you're creating your own marketing is, and it, you could say it differently, but if your home is currently listed, please do not consider the solicitation. If you're sending out handwritten note cards, create labels, use that label to stick your business card at the top. You, you gotta, you, you, what is, we cannot go after someone else's listing. Okay, 10 year old nephew, um, tell, um, tell auntie that you need something. I'm just gonna give you the tip, 10 year old nephew, auntie has, closings and and you you need to go do something i don't know if it's tech i don't know if it's an apple card i don't know i don't know starbucks something i'll call it starbucks <laughs> any other questions yes no if not i want to thank all of you for joining me in a late afternoon version of Coffee with Carrie as I type my cover for this event or this live. For those of you that are listening to me on Facebook, make sure you join me over here on Instagram. Follow me on TikTok. I am Carrie Joe Little everywhere. Let's see, what does the hot list mean? What do you mean by the hot list? Like, do you mean, like, tell me what you mean. Tell me what you mean. Um, again, if you're on Facebook, thanks for watching. Follow me everywhere. I'm Carrie J. Little on Twitter. I think I own Carrie Joe Little, but years ago, I don't know what I did. One day I will merge that. Thank you. Hey, Carissa. Thank you. I owe you dates, but I still have your, your text up. I still have it up as, as unread. So thanks for watching. If you are listening to me on the podcast, send me a DM. Let me know you're listening.